Hello there, this is A.D. Robles, and you're listening to A.D. on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. All right, well, today's episode, I will be channeling my inner Carl Benjamin. If you don't know who Carl Benjamin is, I don't necessarily recommend his YouTube channel, but he is known on YouTube as Sargon of a God. <laughs> I don't necessarily recommend him. He's he's an atheist, uh, and he is uh, also a politician, sort of. I think he ran for office, but he lost. I don't know if that qualifies him as being a politician. But anyway, uh, the reason I say I'm channeling him is because he does a, a series of videos called Such and Such Did Nothing Wrong. And in these, in these series of videos, he defends someone who is fa- facing the hate mob, who's facing the, uh, the two minutes hate. Um, and in, in, a, in a situation where he feels like it's unjust, that they didn't do anything wrong, yet they're being forced to apologize or retract things or whatever. Um, and I, I actually find those videos uh, very interesting. I don't watch all of Sargon's videos, but I like those videos. Those are pretty good. Uh, and so here's what I have to say here. Founders Ministries did nothing wrong. There you go. Now you might say, "Hey, that's kind of weird," because uh, you know, after uh, after all of the uh, the outrage, uh, and actually, just to set the stage, what happened was Founders Ministries making a movie. They released a trailer uh, about this movie, and everyone and their mother started coming out against it. And that's not true. Not everyone, but all the thought leaders, all the power brokers in evangelicalism, came out against it. In fact. I uh, saw somebody who's been paying attention to this kind of thing for a long, long, long time say he has never seen Big Eva's thought leaders circle the wagons like they did right now. I don't have his permission to quote him, so I'm not going to name him, um, but but this is a guy who is paying attention, and he's right a lot. Um, he said this is, the, this, is the, this is the biggest circling the wagons he's ever seen. And so you might say, well, well, how could you say they've done nothing wrong? Because after the pushback, they actually changed the trailer. They removed Rachel Den Hollander from it, uh, and they added some subtitles to clarify context and stuff like that. And I and I say this: look, they can do whatever the heck they want to do. They can add, delete, they can retract, they can apologize. But I'm telling you right now, they did nothing wrong. That trailer was great. There was no problems with it. All of the problems that people have cited, I, I really think, are non-issues. Look, it's okay. Look, <laughs> if you have a problem with uh, with women teaching and preaching in the church, it's okay to show images of women preaching and teaching in the church when you are talking about principalities and powers and things like that. That doesn't mean you're calling them demons or de- demonically inspired or influenced by demons or anything like that. All that means is the idea of going against what the Bible says is demonic. Anyway, so they did nothing wrong, and, and I, you know, I defended them, and I will continue to do so. Look, people that uh, were in this movie have been heroes in the current, in the present. They're doing heroic things in the present, and they've been heroes in the past. But that does not mean that everything that they're doing is good. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the thing. Like people, so some there, there's there's this group of people. Uh, I'm gonna call them the made guys, right? There's a group of people in Big Eva that are untouchable. You can't say anything negative about them because they're they're leaders in the church. They're well respected. They can't do anything wrong. Apparently, you can't criticize anything about them if they've done a certain amount of good things. And that's not true at all. It's okay to say someone's doing great work in one area, but they're actually doing harm in another area. That's totally okay. And we can't have untouchables. We can't have made guys in Christianity. That's just not how it works. That's not how it works. Anyone is capable of doing bad things. It's just that simple. And so 
uh, founders did nothing wrong. I'm glad the trailer came out the way it did. I'm glad that the movie's coming out. And here's the reality. I was talking to my brother earlier, and this is what he said about this. Founders has thrown down the gauntlet, and now it's time to see where everybody stands. And we are starting to see it right now. I worry that this will lead to disfellowshipping. I worry this will lead to excommunications and things like that. Um, but at the same time, even though that would be sad and that, that, that is something to, to worry about, it's actually a good thing because it shows you who is on whose side. We've got a lot of people, a lot of ministers, a lot of leaders who are saying peace, peace, where there is no peace. And we want, we want to know who those people are who are trying to syncretize things, who, people who will say stuff like this. I know there's high places in Israel, but there's no need to unnecessarily divide Israel. That's what we're getting a lot of right now. Founders Ministry did nothing wrong. What you're about to listen to is um, well, just a, a little, a little, little motivational speech, maybe you might call it. I might be a motivational speaker, but what I am trying to do is I'm trying to rally the troops here because here's the reality. We don't play by the, the rules of politeness that have been set up by Big Eva anymore. Those rules are set so that they can keep hold of their power and not be challenged. They don't like being challenged, but guess what? We don't need to go by those rules because they're not biblical. Anyway, I hope you enjoy what you're about to see. Um, the other thing I will say also is I'm going to produce uh, a couple videos about the kind of rules that I'm talking about, the kind of rules that we don't have to play by anymore. Uh, and I'm going to put it uh, in the club members only place on Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. So if you're a club member, you can get access to some of that stuff. I haven't made them yet, so don't become a club member just to get access to that right now because you won't see it in there right now. But do become a club member to support the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. I hope all is well. I hope you find this video helpful. God bless. I wanted to start off this video today with just a bit of a personal message. You know, I, uh, I came to Christ when I was an adult. Now, I, I grew up going to church, and I grew up with my parents teaching me about the Lord. Uh, but as soon as I was able to make my own decisions, I, I, I lived however the heck I wanted to live. And I've, I've talked about some of the, th the activities I used to engage in. I, I I've talked about uh, some of my patterns of sin that, uh, that, that Christ has, has saved me from and have, by, by the grace of, of God and the Holy Spirit working within me, uh, you know, I've been able to sort of have more um, victory over things like that. I've talked about all that stuff. But I came to Christ as, as an adult, and I, I, I took some intentional steps in, um, in, in really trying to, to not be the way that I was. Um, and and I, you know, a lot of the stuff I found was you know, typical sort of big evangelicalism, big Eva, you know, the machine, you know, conference speaker type stuff. And a lot of it was very helpful. But some of it um, I came to realize really wasn't that helpful. And, and I think um, one of the things that, that kind of sticks to my mind so much I don't remember exactly who this was. Some of the people that I've talked to afterwards think that it was probably John Piper who said this. I don't know that. Um, so I'm not, I'm not going to say that it was him. But I remember somebody saying something like this. It was like, you know, Christ was uh, – a, a, a Christian should be nonviolent. And, you know, I, I think that, you know, let, let's just say someone was coming into our house and was going to hurt my kids or my wife, was going to rape my wife. I wouldn't fight him. I wouldn't attack him. I would – Pray for God to deliver me from it some other way. And I remember thinking about that and thinking, you know, that's not the Bible that I read. <laughs> that's not the kind of uh, nonviolence that I see the Bible advocating. I, I just wondered, like, how could this person say that? 
having read the Old Testament, having read the New Testament, how, 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 can, how can this person say this having read what's ha- going to happen in the book of Revelation? You know, the, the Bible says the Lord is a man of war. You know what I mean? Uh, there's so much in the Bible that would just stand in stark contradiction to what this man is saying. You know, love requires action sometimes. Love requires you to defend uh, the, those who you love sometimes. And I just remember thinking that, that this guy is putting this forward that he wouldn't defend his wife from rape as a virtue. And so I started at that point to, 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 to really sort of be more discerning because you know i was i was a new christian and so for me i knew that i was scum before i came to christ right and i knew that christ had forgiven me and that i was holy in his eyes i had christ's righteousness uh, god looked at me and saw christ's perfection his 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 obedience his righteousness he saw that so i i knew that but i wanted to i wanted to be more sanctified and i wanted to make sure that i wasn't going to be the way i used to be before i was a christian but at the same time I, once i heard that and i just knew that it just stands in contrast to the, what the bible presents as the picture of, of 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 a man of a picture of someone who who has love for people i i knew that i had to be more discerning about what i imbibed right and so that's just a little bit about me. And, and again, if that wasn't John Piper who said that, I, I don't want to put any shade his way. I like John Piper, you know. Um, but I, I've heard that he has said something similar. So, it, I mean, it's very likely that if he has said that, it probably was him because I did consume a lot of John Piper when I was a new Christian. Anyway, um, but the reality is, though, that this reaction to the, this trailer that's come out, you know, I'm going to talk about some of the reactions that I've seen. You know, we this trailer came out for Founders Ministry, and it is, I, I said yesterday, it's spicy. You know, the, the editing is spicy. It's, it's intentionally provocative, I think. You know, I think some people have said that, that you know, the people who made this trailer, they're, they're not smart enough to put in, the, put in hidden messages. And I'm like, well, they're not hidden, first of all. They're not hidden messages. This is intentional stuff. People who make vid- movies do things intentionally. Um so anyway, uh, the, the point is, though, that, that the response, I mean, yesterday I made a video about the response to this. People came with the quickness, and they want to distance themselves from this. And, you know, look, I've been privy uh, recently in the last couple of years. A couple of guys have, you know, kind of let me in on some of what happens politically behind the scenes. And, and believe it, right now, this is about 10.50 a.m. on the 24th of July, year of our Lord, 2019. Right now, there are probably meetings happening about what kind of pressure are they going to put on founders, guys, to not let this movie come out what kinds of things what kind of levers are they going to pull what kind of dirty underhanded tactics are they going to use to suppress this information that kind of stuff is happening right now and you know what that reaction says a lot it says a whole lot that they responded with the quickness here and the reality is you guys think we're stupid we're not stupid. <laughs> you guys think we're stupid. You political leaders of, of, of the machine, the big Eva machine, the people that, that are power brokers, the movers and shakers, y'all think we're stupid. You're, you're objecting to things like, well, you know, it's using aggressive language. It's demonizing people. You mean to tell me that, that, that that's a problem for you? We sat here for years while 45% of the country has been demonized. Uh, large swaths of white evangelicals have been demonized by people on your side of this issue. You even said word one. It's not about that. We're not stupid. <laughs> you know, we're not stupid. It's not about that. You people have said, "Well, yeah, 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 you 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 know, you're 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 putting these people you're you're um you're taking their words out of context." Are you serious? 
You know how many people have taken uh, my words out of context, James White's words out of context, the statement of social justice words out of context to make it say the exact opposite of what they said, actually? Your problem's not taking words out of context? Come on, man. We're not stupid. We're not stupid. Look, and, and I'm not saying if, it, you know, if it, it's, it's not sin for one, it's sin for the other. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that these tactics, these, these, this kind of editing, this kind of strategy that's being used, you're claiming you have a problem with it. You don't have a problem with it. The only problem that you have is it's targeting people who are the untouchables. It's targeting made guys, and that's your problem. And so we're not stupid. You know, the regular people in the pews like me, the regular Joes like me, people who don't have power, who don't have huge platforms, who don't have funding from, that comes from shady sources, people like me, we're not stupid. You think we're stupid, but we're not. We remember what you guys, how you guys acted when Resolution 9 came out. We, we remember how you guys acted when Walter Strickland said, yeah, I'm teaching Cohn's ideas, but I don't mention him because I don't want to put a stumbling block in front of anyone's face. We remember about that. We remember how you acted where you either didn't respond or took weeks and months after it was already irrelevant to respond. And then when you did, it was like this carefully crafted, completely irrelevant, unuseful um, political jargon. We remember that. We're not stupid. You see, you think we're stupid, but we're not stupid. We're not stupid. It would, you would be content to just let all this mess happen. You would be. You'd be content to do that. You don't want to upset the apple cart too much. Look, a lot of you guys have fought some big wars, some big battles, and won. And I love that about you guys. I mean, guys like Al Mohler, man, he fought some big wars in the past, some big battles, and he won. Good on him, and, and, and I'm grateful for that. You know what I mean? I'm grateful for that. But right now, you're not fighting this battle. Maybe you're fighting it behind the scenes. Maybe you're doing some things behind the scenes. I don't know what you're doing because you're not signaling anything. Here's the point. This battle, you are losing. Some people say it's already lost. I refuse to believe that. I refuse to believe that this battle's already lost. No. This battle, you are not fighting correctly. And so you know what? We're not going to play by your rules of what's polite and what is, is proper anymore because they're not biblical. It's like that thing I just mentioned in the beginning where somehow not defending your wife from being raped by an intruder becomes a virtue. It's not a virtue. To some people, it sounds pious, like, oh, I'm not going to fight. I'm totally peaceful. That's not a virtue, man. That's cowardice. That's cowardice. You know, this is the interesting thing. Doug Wilson, uh, forget what, when, when this was, but this is before the, the, the trailer came out, a few days ago. He wrote this great article about the effeminacy of silence. The effeminacy of silence. And this, this, this paragraph here, wow. Man, I wouldn't have said this. I'll tell you that right now. I wouldn't have said this. But you see, Doug Wilson is good at a couple things. He's good at a lot of things, let's just be honest. But there's, there's a couple things, and one in particular that he is an expert at you know you, you, you've heard the phrase you know straining at gnats and swallowing a, a camel it basically means that you know you, you 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 focus on the little things and you have a real big response to the little things you know like aggressive language like tone stuff like that but then you let the you swallow the big thing the big thing that'll kill you that'll choke you you know if you swallow a gnat it's not going to kill you it might be gross but it's not going to kill you you swallow a camel you'll be dead you know what I mean? And, and he's good at making you swallow that camel again and again and again. He does this all the time. 
And here's a little paragraph. Uh, it gives you a window into his strategy. L- listen to this. Ready? This is what Doug Wilson said. I wouldn't have said this. Listen to this. Listen to this. He says, let's just say that we are at the point when some up-and-comer is likely to catch far more grief for agreeing to speak at our grace agenda than he would if he spoke at Revoice. It is not the case that Big Eva doesn't discipline. Of course they discipline. It's not whether, but which. It is just that they instinctively discipline men who are moving in a biblical direction, and they instinctively shelter men who are moving in a Galahomo direction. This is because, as should be obvious by now, it is far more desirable to them to have men in the ministry who sexually yearn to be in the sack with other men than it is to have men in the ministry who use hurtful neologisms like Galahomo. That is Doug Wilson expertly making you swallow the camel again and again and again. He is exposing you for straining gnats and swallowing camels all the time. And this video, this trailer that came out, it does that again. It does it again. Because all of a sudden, people are like, oh my goodness, look at your editing. It's so evil. And the tone and all of this. And they're, they're, they're straining at these gnats where if they swallow them, it's no big deal. They, they don't want to even be associated with this anymore. But anyway, the, the, point, the point is, you think we're stupid. We're not stupid. You guys might be content to sit on your hands and let critical theory and black liberation theology and all of this social justice mess and egalitarianism, you guys might be content to let that run rampant. You guys might think that you've got a better plan in place, that you're working the long game and you've got a better... You might think that, right? But you know what regular Joe see? We see nothing happening except us losing again and again and again and again. And guess what? We're not going to play by those rules anymore because they're not biblical rules. This, this whole idea of, you know, you can't mention a Southern Baptist by name. You can't criticize a Southern Baptist by name. Oh, you can't use an aggressive tone. Oh, you can't say that. You can't say a gala homo, like things like that. Doug Wilson's a pariah for this kind of thing. He said, look, I wouldn't have said it. <laughs> I wouldn't have said it. He said it, and he's a pariah for that kind of thing. That, that's why people don't want to talk to him. But you know what? Saying a gala homo is not a sin. Using aggressive words is not a sin. I mean, we read the Bible, guys. We're not stupid. You think we're stupid. We're not stupid. You made up those rules of etiquette and what's proper and what's good. You've made up those rules, man. The Bible knows none of that. The Old Testament prophets spoke in aggressive tones. The New Testament prophets spoke in aggressive tones. Jesus spoke in aggressive tones. <laughs> you think we're stupid. We're not stupid. We've read the Bible. We know that this whole idea of being nice and soft-spoken and just so wonderful we know that's not how errors dealt with in the church of Jesus Christ. We know And we know you're not doing it. And so the reality is, guys, look, circle the wagons if you must. I can't blame the machine for defending itself. I can't blame it. But you think we're stupid, and we're not stupid, man. We've read the Bible. We've read the Bible. We've read the prophets of old 
faithful men of God, we read the kinds of things that they said in times when there were serious issues at play, when there was wars and battles going on. We read that, man. And it's not like we're picking fights because we like to fight. None of us like to fight. I don't like to fight. None of us like to fight. We consider lots of you allies and friends and things like that. But a lot of you are letting dangerous things happen to the church of God. You are, you are abandoning your posts. At the critical moment, you're abandoning your posts. And we know how courageous you've been in the past. We remember that stuff. Think about Martin Luther, you know. Fight, fight, facing down the machine, nailing the theses to the wall. Facing down the machine with courage. I could just hear the people saying, well, did you, ha did you really have to nail it to the wall? I mean, couldn't you have submitted it in writing privately first? <laughs> oh, my goodness. You think we're stupid. We're not stupid. We've read the Bible. We know what Paul said. We know the kinds of things that Jesus said. We know the kinds of things that Peter said. We know the kinds of things that the prophets said. We know the kinds of things that the book of Revelation says. We're not stupid. We don't play by your rules anymore. Will this strategy work? Will this will this be the thing that 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 turns the tide? Will it? I don't know. I can't see the future. But I'll tell you what's not working. I think we all know what's not working. Speaking about resolution nine, days after it's already passed, when it's irrelevant, that's not working. <laughs> Never speaking about James Cone being taught in your seminaries, that's not working. <laughs> Allowing women to preach and teach at your conferences and at your churches, that's not working. <laughs> oh, man. That's definitely not working. And so, look, you think we're stupid by this pushback. Oh, it's, it's the aggressive tones. Oh, oh, it's I don't like this. Oh, I don't like that. We're not stupid. We know you let it slide when the liberals are running roughshod on things. And the minute conservative people, people more conservative than you are, pointed out, all of a sudden you want to distance yourselves. I'm not a fundamentalist. I'm not a fundamentalist. Well, guess what? You're not going to give us your platforms. You're not going to give us the power. You're not going to broker power to us. And we don't want it. We don't want that kind of power. Because that kind of power has failed us at this moment. That kind of power has done nothing while the liberals are taking control of the Southern Baptist Convention and the Presbyterian Church of America. I've got windows into the political maneuverings of both of these organizations. And I know what's happening. And we are losing these battles. Our teeth are getting kicked in. And so excuse us if we have a different method for dealing with this going forward. The people in the pews like me, we're not stupid. You think we're stupid, but we're not. And we don't play by your fake rules anymore. Don't forget to tune in next week on Thursday for AD on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network.